welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 79. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have a couple of beans on the line with me. So tonight we have Chewy. How's it going, mate? I'm well. How are you? How's your voice? You got it back? Vo- voice is pretty good. I, uh, I've got a lot of coughs, just the, the tickle in the throat, which uh, hopefully I'll manage to edit them all out. But there might be a few stray ones here and there. But uh, yeah, other than that, good. Yep, can't can't really complain. And we also have Cracker. How are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Uh, it's good to hear. Uh, we've all just been informed a few hours ago that here in Melbourne we're going back into lockdown again. So yeah. Well, what do you reckon of that? Uh, yeah, not a fan. I understand why. <laughs> like, I think it's good, but. Lockdown sucks. Yeah, necessary yeah. evil, I guess, is how yeah, I would describe it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So not yep. not fun, but more fun than you know what we've Catching seen in virus. other parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's all about perspective, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. So yeah, it's seven another seven days of lockdown for us here in Melbourne, uh, which is I've seen a, a bunch of things on Facebook. Whole a whole bunch of events and things being cancelled from this weekend. I think stores were kind of starting to gear up to to run events again and everyone was all a bit excited but uh yeah unfortunately when everyone gets a little bit lazy the uh the cases come back and we we go back into lockdown so not too much changes i think all three of us basically just continue working you guys just work from home i assume and i'm in construction and construction just keeps going so i i work from home whilst homeschooling a kid but like work doubles so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not my favorite it's not my favorite. no <laughs> yeah sometimes it's nice to be out of home and, and away from all the distractions and so you can actually concentrate on work although yeah. i've definitely seen a few uh, photos you've been posting of gold fishing decks while you're in the middle of meetings yeah which, well uh, i've i've got to keep my hands busy you see i'm a fidget <laughs> so you know i can crack my knuckles or bite my fingernails or i could gold fish a deck you know, it's a nice. no-brainer, really. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, speaking of commander decks, uh, where is the best place to go and get your commander singles that you need for all the decks you build? Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, of course. Um, they are a Facebook auction page, so you can uh, jump on there. The link will be in the show notes. And, yeah, you can bid on actual physical magic cards, and they have multiple auctions every night, about 100 cards go up. The weekends are my favorite because they've got the really shiny stuff. They've got a full-time auctioneer, so things are run really smoothly. They're shipped really timely in a really timely manner, and uh, they get out uh, in great condition. And when you do jump on pick up an absolute bargain, just tell them that the bean sent you, and uh, they'll keep supporting us. And that means we'll keep having our sweet leagues, which we'll probably talk about at uh, some point tonight. No doubt. All right, so tonight we've basically got all the new cards <laughs> to, to talk so about. So many. There is so many previews going on at the moment. I think about the other thing we're missing is like commander previews on top of, <laughs> top of all this stuff as well, which I don't know if we've just had or we're still getting or, or what the go is. But There's probably a secret layer announcement we've just missed. Like, who uh, knows? There, there was one not that long ago. I don't, I don't know. There is just new cards getting put in our, our new set preview channel. They've abolished the ban list. The the, they've abolished the reserve list, but you well, know what yeah. No, yeah, no, that, that sort didn't of. happen. Really. No. <laughs> well, Wizards has actually found a way to uh, to reprint some cards off the reserve list, which we, we might touch on tonight, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty much a full show of us talking about all the, the new exciting things that are coming out and some cards that have taken our fancy. So we'll kick it off with Historic Anthology 5, which we've spoken about already uh, in the last couple of episodes, uh, but I don't think we've actually spoken about all the previews that have been uh, shown just yet. Uh, and this set is actually releasing, well, today is the 27th of, of April as we're recording this, and it's meant to be released May. T- today. Uh, in May, sorry, yes. Yeah. I've lost a month. Uh, so I'm assuming tonight uh, all the uh, the historic anthology will release. But uh, yeah, Chewie, you've already spoken about a few cards, but since you spoke about them the last time, what, uh, what else has come out on that list that's taking your fancy? Uh a few cards actually, but uh, I'll try to keep it short. But the the a lot of the cards that we saw were sort of 
you know, role players, things that were like, I'm happy to see this in the, uh, in the format in case, you know, something becomes a problem. There's an answer here. And it's good because, you know, we've got powerful cards and we spoke a few episodes ago that about how historic kind of has grown up and now the answer cards are kind of coming along with it as well, which is good. But a, a card that is definitely a role player in a staple deck uh, is Ataka's Command. I think that is going to uh, see some play in the Gruul aggressive decks. Maybe not as a four-off, but it'll certainly be something that uh, goes in the flex slots. So Can I read it out for people? Because uh, I'm sure there's plenty of our listeners that weren't around when this card first came out, which is not that long ago, but... It, no, the Dragon's but- Attack here is longer ago than you want it to be, man. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Attacker's Command, red-green for an instant, and it is a, uh, a modal card, uh, as the commands are. So, it says choose two. Uh, your opponents can't gain life this turn. Uh, Attacker's Command deals three damage to each opponent. You may put a land from your hand into the battlefield, and creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain reach until end of turn. So we've got, this is a staple in modern for a really long time in the uh, early versions of Prowess or, or just a staple in standard when it was. Oh, Ataka Red was the deck, man. Mm. Yeah. Yep. yep, absolutely. And, you know, the most common modes of this, are, you know, pump your creatures and deal three. And yep. and that's that's a pretty powerful effect. And if you think of that in the context of the, uh, the Gruul deck with the Burning Tree Emissary, you're putting a number of bodies onto the battlefield pretty quickly and then just, you know, being able to bolt the face as well. You know, this stacks up to, you know, six, seven, eight damage for two mana really easily. Uh, and uh, also, you know, the other modes of, you know, preventing your opponents from gaining life also has a, um, you know, corner case. It, it comes really up good. every now and then. And, yeah. when, and when it is relevant, it's super relevant because you're Absolutely. playing a you're playing an aggressive, you know, an aggro slash burn type deck. So when your opponents bring in their sideboard answers to gain a bunch of life, uh, and you can shut that down, that can uh, completely swing the game in your favour. Especially by adding salt to the wounds of like doming them for three as well, or whatever mode you choose. So yeah, it's a uh, a, a card that slots straight into. An existing archetype, so I think it's going to be uh, an easy, it's a bit of a no-brainer inclusion. Some of the other cards here in the anthology are a, a you know a maybe they're good to have, they're a sideboard card. This is potentially a build around or whatever it might be, but this is one of the few cards on the list that just slots straight in uh, to to something that already exists. I think so. Yeah. And we've got the whole Dragon's Attack here, command cycle. Uh, coming into into historic, I can't remember if you spoke about we any spoke of these on the, the previous. We cards. spoke we, about we the did, yeah. Green, we spoke about, yeah. Yep. Uh, we yeah, also spoke rogues. about the fact that Ojatires and Silumgars were probably not good enough. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So we were hoping to see Colligans and Atakas. I think the last yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Colligans is there. Yeah. And like, I'm more excited about Atakas Command than Colligans Command. Uh, in in the uh, in the anthologies, so Colligan's Command. For those who don't know, uh, red, black, and one. The modes are instant again. Modal. Choose target creature card from your grave. Uh, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, target player discards a card. Destroy target artifact and does two damage to any target. This is a great card in modern, where you're returning Snapcaster Mage, which in turn, you know, lets you buy back your your Colligan's <laughs> Command. You re- recast your Colligan's Command. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Against some decks, uh, not that Affinity is really a deck anymore, but it's a straight two for one. Uh, it's a, a great um, discard uh, card, instant speed discard, and things like that. So, uh, great card in modern. I don't know if it's quite there in historic. I'm not it's sure. The sort of I would card agree that with that. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be played as, you know, like a two of in, in any deck that's playing like Croxa is probably going to be interested in playing Colligan's Command because, you know, you can cast your Croxer for two mana, put it in, goes in the graveyard, you get the effect, and then you can return it to your hand so then you can cast it again for another two mana as well as having the other other effects of the, the command. So Absolutely. I think it's, it's pretty likely to see play, but, yeah, it's it, 
not going to have the dominance that it had in no. uh, in modern though. Yeah, and it's not it's not. I don't think it's ever really been a card that you actually play as a four of. Whereas Ataka's command, Ataka's command was definitely a card you play as a four of because it yeah, just it was fits something perfectly central in. to your game plan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and Dramoka's yeah. command, I don't think that was played as a as a four of, but usually a two or three of. And yeah, yeah Colligan's command sort of the same. So. We'll see what happens with those, but they are they're cool cards, and and we've said it a million times before. When you get those cards that are modal that give you options of things you can do, they're awesome because they yeah, it's giving you uh, different uses for uh, out of the one card is uh, is very good for all the different situations where it uh, it can be useful. Yeah, uh, cracker. Mm. There's a uh, What's the? I've completely blanked on what the term is, but the cycles. That's a, a, a cycle of cards, which are the yes, praetors, which the I word. think you're pretty keen about. Love them, the praetors. <laughs> yeah. So we we talked about them last time a little bit, uh, where we'd seen Elish Norn, we had seen Urabrask and Vorinclex, and I was hoping and expecting to see my two favourite ones, which are Shelter of the Whispering One and Jingataxius Core Auger. Uh, they're both absolutely ridiculous cards. And Read them out. They never Read them out because- Never played fairly. Sure. So- uh, new, new players won't believe these are actual cards. <laughs> <laughs> they'll think oh. They'll think somebody's in a Facebook magic group creating custom cards that are so ridiculously <laughs> OP that they'll never be things, but these are actually legitimate magic cards. Yeah. They, they are. They're, they're both horrendously costed, but it's not like you're ever actually casting them. So, you know- so, Shieldred, the Whispering One, uh, they're both from New Phyrexia, so they're old cards now. But it's uh, five black black for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature Praetor with Swamp Walk. And the rules text is, at the beginning of your upkeep return, target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, that player sacrifices a creature. Oh, love it. Reanimation every turn and edict you every turn. So, Amazing. if Cracker ever won the world championship, would you just like reprint Shieldred but call it, you know, uh, <laughs> something Cracker. The, the cracking one? Cracker, yeah. the red one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. It, it doesn't draw cards, so maybe we'd have to work out how to do that as Instead well. Instead of but, Swamp um, Walk, it, it would be when it comes into play. Yeah, yeah, or you know, like Draw maybe two cards surveil or something like yeah, that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> surveil. Well, maybe so the other praetor that you're about to talk about. <laughs> well, the other praetor does in fact draw cards. <laughs> yes. uh, so Jinkataxius. <laughs> I mean, this card is so stupid. It is eight blue blue. Correct. It is ten mana for a five four. It has flash. Uh, it says at the beginning of your end step, draw seven cards, and each opponent's maximum hand size is reduced by seven. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. So, you get no cards, and I get to draw seven cards. I haven't milled milled myself. I've milled myself in cube with this before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and gladly. So, you know, uh, look, I love these cards. They're hilarious in cube, if you can get them together. Uh, They are obviously very good friends, because you get to draw a bunch of cards, and then discard them, and reanimate them, and it's all just a wonderful cycle. It's (laughs) only 17 mana's worth of stuff. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, look, I doubt they'll see any play in Historic in any kind of tier strategy because um, Burial Rights is okay, um, but you really want cheaper things, you know, the, the reanimation stuff, and and probably rightly so, although there's a lot of graveyard hate these days. Um, yeah, rightly so is, is kind of underpowered. There's no, like, Entomb Exhume or, you know, any of that real kind of animate dead nonsense where the, the reanimation spells cost two mana. And then you make your opponent discard their hand. Yeah, apparently they don't want people doing that. So it's it might a, work a in a uh, in a God Pharaoh's gift deck. That's true. You could do that, but even so, like I mean, GPG costs what you're still at like four or five mana, which yeah, is yeah. the same as like a unburial rights kind of thing. So it's definitely fairer for an unfair strategy. Well, you but I love now. them. They're, they're with, hilarious cards. With another card, I don't I don't think you guys spoke about this card, but Trash for Treasure. Has been uh, been printed. Which uh, we is, did talk about that actually. Yeah, well, that, that, that's your three mana reanimate your right. Godfarer's gift. You know, turn, you turn one or two faithless looting, put your Godfarer's gift in the graveyard, Ooh, and uh, a couple reanimation. Of yeah, trash for treasure. I don't you know where you're getting the this. artifact to, to sacrifice, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> you sacrifice Ica Wellspring. Ica Wellspring, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Turn, just- turn one faithless looting, turn two Ica Wellspring, turn three trash for treasure. Seems good. Yeah. And then reanimate. 
the you one know, target. Got Drew's gift to, and then <laughs> shielded and then you win. And away you go. Yeah. yeah. Like easy game. Easy game. Yeah. Um, GG's. Yeah. So <laughs> do you know what goes probably well in that deck, Shorty, is uh, a card you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Grizzly Salvage. So this is... Uh, green and a black for an instant, and it says, Reveal the top five cards of your library. You may put a creature or land card from among them into your hand. Put the rest into your graveyard. So this card has been played a fair bit over the years. Uh, it's not powerful, quite powerful enough for modern, um, but Pioneer was actually uh, really good in when that, the quote <laughs> that unquote format dredge sort deck. of still, yeah, still ex- existed. Yeah, so I, I played the uh, the yeah the dredge in inverted commas uh deck in pioneer and this was one of the key cards for it uh it also was helpful to have a card like uro in uh in that format because this is you know you're putting four at least four cards in the graveyard from this plus this card itself so five cards are going into your graveyard but that deck is built around stitcher supplier grizzly salvage uh the sater wayfinder um, a few other cards, and yeah, you're just filling your graveyard really quickly. So we're we're slowly getting there with those cards in into historic, and I'm assuming we're going to be getting the uh, like uh, Eldritch Moon Shadows Over Innistrad remastered set at some point. So we'll get cards like Prized Amalgam. Uh, we've already got cards like Narcomiba. We've got Creeping Chill, that sort of stuff. So we're pretty close to being to being able to build that Pioneer uh, Dredge deck in in inverted commas. So yeah, I think this is a this is a card that helps enable a bunch of cool graveyard strategies and um, escape uh, mechanic strategies and things like that. So yeah, well, just a just a I'd cool like card to see I'm glad some, to see. I'd like to see delirium decks. You yeah, know, that, delirium. That, that's yeah, a that's cool. Idea. That's a cool yep. mechanic to be able yep. to. Yeah, well, that'll, that'll come in stake, with, when we get that that shadows of Rinistrad block yeah. uh, remastered sets. So yeah, just a just a card that's probably not going to see play right off the bat, but. In uh, in the near future, when we get a few more sets, it's going to be pretty handy to to have that card in because that's from what's that Return to Ravnica? I think that card was originally so. from. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. we're we're not going to be seeing it if they didn't print it in this way. We probably wouldn't be seeing it for for a few years. So yeah. Uh, so speak, speaking of all this graveyard stuff, Julie, yeah, I think exactly. you've got a card that uh, yeah. So like Colligan's <laughs> Command returns a creature. Why do you guys hate me? We've got. <laughs> We've got, you know, Elish Norn and all of her buddies. Uh, we've got even, you know, things like Ancient Grudge. A lot of these cards use the graveyard, right? Uh, and we saw actually in the League weekend, if anybody watched it, uh, a lot of the Blue White Control decks in Historic uh, at the uh, the League weekend being the MPL League played Rest in Peace main deck. A much better option is Relic of Progenitus, which is a... Uh, a staple in modern and uh, harkens back to legacy and is just a uh, a main hateful card. hateful card is what it is. So relic of progenitus <laughs> is uh, a one mana artifact. Uh, target pl- and it has tap target player exiles a card from their graveyard. It also has pay one exile relic of progenitus exile all cards from all graveyards and draw a card. So this it, it cycles at worst, uh, but it just stops all of these shenanigans that we've been talking about, right? So it's like nice shieldred. It's uh there's nothing in the graveyard anymore. You're not reanimating that. Um it's it's a, a one mana artifact for you know other other things like uh what's that blue thing that middle Emery. Emery. Although it doesn't play super well with Emery, but it is a no. one mana artifact. <laughs> uh but it's a uh yeah, a great, a great, great sideboard card. And if we are bringing in a whole bunch of graveyard things, this does bring a bit of balance. So, I'm- okay, can I just interject there? Because we've already got <laughs> Leyline of the Void, Tormod's Crypt, Soul Guide Lantern, Rest in Peace. Why, 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 why do we need thirty-seven different pieces of graveyard? Hey, just leave us alone. Because the majority of people just play best of one, mate. That's not even a problem. So, no <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, you got me. You got me. Uh, yeah. yeah. But no, it, it uh, is no, good. Look, Re- Relic is an excellent card, as yeah. much as I like to meme about the fact that it's annoying. I have lost to it many times, but it is a good addition to the format. Yeah, I like it. I remember playing the uh, uh, Grishol brand deck mm. in uh, Sydney or something like that. And uh, just having this constant dance with your opponent where they've got a Relic and you're trying to combo off and then opponent just like- 
taps the relic or, or taps out or whatever it's at a certain point and it's like ah in response it's like do, do this do this reanimate my grizzle brand go off <laughs> and it's just like yeah all, all in response to a uh, to a relic being activated it's all uh, all good yeah, fun. yeah it's, a, it's good, such good, a clean you know, magic <laughs> innocuous card this little one minute artifact that just the, warps the game around it right? yeah yeah <laughs> but no, very very good card played in a lot of formats and yeah probably a good good inclusion for historic so yeah, a bunch of other good cards in there. Uh, th- I think this is not a bad. Uh, it's one of the better ones. Anthology. Man. So the the cost for this one is four thousand gems or twenty five thousand gold, which is the same as they've been the last lot of times, and that's that gets you a play set of of these cards. I think this is one I'm actually leaning towards getting. Like I've got a bunch of spare gold just sitting there. You kind of always got to weigh up, like how much of these cards are am I actually going to play? How many of them would I play as as four ofs and and that sort of thing? Mainly the rares and mythics, and this one's not too bad. Although potentially a lot of them you you're not going to play four ofs, so we'll see how we go. I might I might be might be inclined, but I'm on the fence about that. I you know Atakus command. Well, the, yeah, the commands are all rares. They're probably going to see a bit of play. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the main thing that's drawing me in for this is do I want play sets of the commands just to just to have them and yeah, not not have to worry about crafting them later on. Yeah. There's also I didn't put it on the show notes, I do apologize, but I'd love to see if there could be um, some sort of Dragon Storm Terror of the Peace. Oh yeah, yeah, deck. I was just looking at that uh, card. But yeah, this uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know if that's uh, that's something that we're able to pull off, but that would be I think really we're, we're missing cool. what was the dragon's was it Hellkite? Yeah, Thundermore Hellkite. But the Thundermore Terror Hellkite. of the Peaks does a pretty good job of that. Yeah, wasn't it yep. Bogard and Hellkite? Bogard and Hellkite. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like four Kakushos, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that card. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's <laughs> that, that kills someone. Look up Kakusho. Yeah, it all. that's just four <laughs> Kakushos. It just deals twenty, right? And you gain yeah. twenty. Um, but yeah, the Terror of the Peaks all come into play at the same time, see each other, and they will trigger one another. So, um, yeah, that, that's a lot of damage. That that is a lot of damage. But yeah, th- there's no rituals. It's a, it's a nine mana spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. well, you've got Iron Crag Feet, which gives you seven. But you're yeah, and you can cast yeah. one more spell, which could be the Dragon Storm. So you just yeah. have to uh, yeah, I don't know. But you, you certainly yeah. don't have like <laughs> all the other rituals to go with it. And no, yeah. We need like metamorphoses and yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. historic anthology. <laughs> It'd be great to see a dragon storm deck. I'd, I'd love it for five minutes until the novelty wore off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that should be releasing probably by the time you listen to this. It'll be available on Arena. So just be aware of that if you're joining the historic queues or you've got any events coming up. Those cards will be legal. And yeah, if you want to pick them up, then uh, grab them off the store while you can, so you don't have to spend all your precious wild cards. Uh, the next set that we're currently getting previewed is Modern Horizons 2, which, again, uh, you guys have already spoken a little bit about, but we've, we're now up to, I think, like 200 and something, 213 previews out of like 303, I think, is in the set. So we're we're getting close to seeing the end of, of these previews. And, oh, man, there is a lot of very very cool cards coming in there this is set. a lot to process here yeah there's a, a lot, lot of a lot of very cool callbacks uh or slightly new takes on existing cards um you know we're getting i think there's like 50 or 60 cards that are getting printed into modern for the first time so reprints that are getting printed into modern um, which you've already spoken about a couple like counterspell those sorts of things um, yeah, and then just a bunch of, of new cards. So, Chewy, what's the first cab off the rank that uh, that you're keen on? A card that I'm not sure where it fits, but it is a massive addition to modern potentially, is Imperial Recruiter. And this was a really difficult card to find just a couple of years ago, and it got a reprint in maybe a Conspiracy or a Commander product. Um, uh, I think it was like um, Eternal Masters. Eternal or, Masters. That's right. It was one of those. Yeah. So it's uh, two and a red for a 1-1 one, one human advisor. And when Imperial Recruiter enters a battlefield, search your library for a creature card with power two or less, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle. Now, we don't have uh, the Kiki Jiki 
Sorry, we don't have Splinter Twin, but we still have Kiki Jiki and um, Pestamite and such. So this may be a uh, a bit of a boost for that deck, probably not. But we've got things like Stoneforge Mystic and, and a whole bunch of other utility creatures and, and such. So this, I don't know where this lives, but it's such a powerful effect and does so many things in so many of the older formats that I, I think this could really be a... Uh, a card that sees sees some play. And what about just humans? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can vial this in or play this, and then vial in what you find. Uh, you know, you can go and get a, a Thalia or a Thalia's Lieutenant or a Meddling Mage. Uh, there's yeah, a, there's a lot of targets in that deck. So um, maybe that's the the first home, probably as as a you know the flex slot in the humans deck as a you know a, a two of or something. But it's got so much combo potential. Uh, there's so many creature-based combos. It goes and it gets Walking Ballista uh, for Heliod, as example, right? So um, it gets Spike Feeder for that deck as well. So there's so many things that are tutorable with this. Uh, it's it's going to show up. It's going to find a home. Uh, it's not going to be broken, but it, it's going to add percentage points to already existing decks and maybe bring some other decks from not quite there to being that, you know, tier two in modern that uh that we might see so yeah it's um yeah, cool cool addition yeah i like it and the extended art looks pretty sweet as well but yeah yeah uh, imperial recruiter that's yep. uh that's definitely mine what's uh what's yeah, on your list uh so <laughs> a card called subtlety which is probably not not so subtle uh i don't know if you guys spoke about uh grief on the yeah the we had the black cast. one last time we yeah, did yeah. Yeah. so this is just just a sidebar cracker shorty clearly doesn't listen to the podcast when he's not on it i, I do and i i listen to it when i edit it and then i listen to it again but that was like three weeks ago like i've listened he, he to like did, 50 podcasts when i did so he definitely didn't listen oh, yeah, okay yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I listen to way too many podcasts. I can't remember who talks about what. That's so true. subtlety is the blue version in that cycle. So we are getting one of each color. And I think the blue and the black ones are the only ones we've seen so far. Uh, this one is two blue blue for a 3-3 uh, elemental incarnation. It has flash and flying. And it says when it enters, enters the battlefield, choose up to one target creature spell or planeswalker spell. Its owner puts it on the top or bottom of their library. And then it has the same evoke ability as uh, grief. And it's, and, but this one is exile a blue card from your hand. So it is a free counter spell uh, that targets a creature or a planeswalker. So pretty good i don't know if it's if i don't know if this is going to be good enough but what i like, like about this, this card is the just the four mana counter spell make a three three uh and yeah, you'll yeah, occasionally like <laughs> get a force of will type effect out of it yep um yeah but it's, exactly it's, like it's costed at a playable thing for a control deck so yeah, if i'm definitely. playing some you know teferi control deck this is a pretty good way to you know, close out the game. It's a pretty good win condition. Yeah. Well, also, like, the, the spells it's targeting, like, usually you get, you know, like, Negate, which counters a non-creature spell, or es Essence Scatter, which counters a creature spell. This one does a creature spell, but it also does a Planeswalker, which is a non-creature spell. So you got a bit of flexibility, which is, is going to lead you to often having a relevant target, but... Having a card like this in modern, like we've already got, you know, there's Pact of Negation, there's Force of Negation, there's now this. There's a bunch of free counter spells in modern now, which is a, a thing that legacy players have been dealing with for a long time with Force of Will. And now it's just normal in modern. It's like if you're playing against an opponent that's playing blue and they're tapped out, that doesn't mean they've got no counter spells. <laughs> they've got options. So. It uh, like just having these cards in the format is, is going to uh, like lead to interesting lines that people have to take to be able to play around potentially cards like this. So yeah, cool card, and I'm just sort of looking forward to seeing what the other colours are going to be like. I'm assuming the white ones probably going to be garbage as as they usually are for these types of things, but yeah, could could be interesting. And the black one is super powerful, as as you guys already said. So so hear me out, hear me out. Four ephemerate. 20 of these and then 
Genju of the Spires, the five color Niv Mizzet, Niv Mizzet, the, f- yep. the five color dude from this, <laughs> and just put like eight power onto the board in on turn one, and, and yep. just see if that gets there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> would not be surprised if we see people. Definitely, people are going to try those sorts of decks. It's probably going to be but, hot garbage, but oh yeah, it's uh, it, there's potential there. Definitely, I think it's got the support. It's just, I mean, you're just going to get those hands where you draw, you know. Th- two Niv Mizzets, uh, Genju of the Spires, <laughs> Land of yeah. the and none of these. Um, but it's a... Um, Inter- interesting concept. Interesting and concept, sp- yeah. Speaking of cards that cost Wooburg, there, there's a card that got previewed called Garth One-Eye. And I, I don't know... I don't know the lore or anything behind this guy, but I don't know if you guys have seen the art. He's standing in like a chapel thing that has like the stained glass window, like the, uh, you know, the stained glass planeswalkers that we saw a few years he ago was, with War of the Sparks. So apparently like he's that. in the very original magic book. Yeah, the yeah, first okay. novel. First magic story. Which yeah. I've yeah. not read. Yeah. Okay. So he is, and this is what I was sort of hinting at before about them finding ways to reprint cards from the reserve list. So he costs Wooburg, so white, blue, black, red, green for a 5-5 five, five, legendary human wizard, and he's got tap. Choose a card name that hasn't been chosen from among Disenchant, yep, Brain Geyser, Geyser, however you say that, Terra, Shivan Dragon, Regrowth, and Black Lotus. Create a copy of the card with the chosen name. You may cast the copy. So I don't think this is very powerful. It's interesting, but we're going to see tokens of Black Lotuses. Which is Pop that uh, reserve list. <laughs> which is but- interesting. I guess it's I guess if they're <laughs> gonna print- cost you five mana yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna wait a turn yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but it, it, it's it also you've got to tap gives- him for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. gives people proxies for uh for black lotuses. because I'm assuming they'll print black lotus tokens in uh in this set. And uh yeah, there you go. You can can put that in your cube as a as a lotus, so that's pretty cool. I like it. Well, uh anyway. it's a it's a very flavorful card. It's someone's going to build a commander deck around it and they're going to have fun. Uh, and that's pretty much why this card is here. And I guess like we're talking about specific cards here, but there's definitely, uh, a theme with the, with this set where they are appealing to the commander market with some of the cards that are on this list. Definitely. I, I you look think at that's that and you go, part of the course in every set now. Yeah. Yeah. And look, that's what sells. So I get it. Uh, Cracker, you got a card you want to talk about? I do. And look, Ties, buckle in, buddy. <laughs> this card is white. Okay. okay. All right. No one expected this out of me. It's called Out of Time. It is one white, white for an enchantment. When Out of Time enters the battlefield, untap all creatures, then phase them out until Out of Time leaves the battlefield. Put a time counter on Out of Time for each creature phased out this way, vanishing. It's a three-mana wrath. Do you want to explain what vanishing is? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So, basically what happens is at the beginning of your upkeep, you remove a counter to one of the time counters on there. uh, And when there are no time counters left, the enchantment disappears. No, that's fading. Uh, Vanishing is when when you can't remove one. So, it hangs around for an extra turn. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, they're they're very confusing because when they did time spiral, they kind of fixed Mm. it and, and did vanishing rather than fading. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but basically, when you run out of counters, then the enchantment disappears, and all the creatures will come back, and they will come back as untapped creatures. So, it's interesting. It, it seems really powerful, and it only gets better the longer the game goes, right? Pretty good against tokens, dead. just saying. It's amazing against tokens. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like maybe there's some tools for an Esper Control deck here getting propped up in modern, which hasn't been a thing for a, a while. You know, we're talking about pitch- you know, counters and pitch thought seizers and stuff, which are, you know, like free interactive spells are exactly what control decks are looking for. And, you know, three mana sweepers, pretty great to let you buy the turn or two that you need to find the actual wrath or, or whatever you're, you're really looking for. So, yeah, uh, obviously not a sort of thing that I'm normally about, but I think this is actually just like a legitimately good card. Yeah, I like yeah, very it. Very cool. Yep. Uh, you got another one, Chewy? Uh, I've got many, many, many that we could talk about, but uh, I will talk about Ignoble, Ignoble, 
Hierarch, uh, which is uh, <laughs> ignoble is the opposite of noble for uh, anybody who doesn't uh, understand English. But it is uh, pretty great to see this card in, in modern. We've seen noble Hierarch do a lot of work. So ignoble Hierarch, one green for a zero one with exalted. So very much sounds like it's Bant Cousin, but it is add black, red, or green. So a noble hierarch specifically for Jund in modern. That's insane. So mm. it's going to uh, it's gonna show up. Uh, Jund just got faster. Uh, it just got a bit of ways to win goif mirrors. It got uh, a small creature to sack to various effects because that's what Jund likes to do. And it's a... Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a powerful card and a uh, probably one of the big draw cards for people wanting to purchase this set I think mm. so I mean no noble yeah. Hierarch's been like heavily played for a very long time and and was like 80 or 90 bucks at one point mm. I think noble mm-hmm. Hierarchs were and they I, I think they've come down a fair bit now uh, yeah they're like 20 bucks now something like that so I mean that probably half of that is that modern and, and paper formats sort of aren't getting played but I they love also that, reprinted it a lot. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah. I love that like everything about this card is like the opposite of Noble Hierarch. Like the art is extremely similar, but in one the 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 Noble Hierarch has like the staff on their left side of their body, and this one he's got the staff on the right side of its body. It's called Ignoble instead of Noble Hierarch. Uh, and then just like the like obviously the colours are opposite with the Jund and the the Bant. And then the flavor text, like Noble Hierarch, is she protects the sacred groves from blight, drought, and the unbeholden. And then the, the ignoble Hierarch is he protects the fetid bog from light, life, and the hideous sound of laughter. So Love it. Just just everything about it is just really cool. And it, this is just an awesome card. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that they're printing something like this. It's going to be pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking just before that since um, Deathrite Shaman got banned in modern, Jundas always just lagged a little bit. And the difference between a turn two and a turn three Liliana of the Veil is massive. Absolutely. Like, if you if you can get a Lily going early, like turn three or turn two, rather, that's just huge. That can be absolutely backbreaking just there. So, the acceleration that this is going to provide will be huge. Um, Jund has always struggled in terms of its ability to double spell early. Like, you know, you, you end up just kind of getting stuck at that two mana slot and all your spells are really powerful. But if you can't cast multiples in a turn, then even though your card quality is really high, it can fall behind. Yeah. Particularly when you're talking about like these, you know, the all the prowess decks that are kicking around now, like these is it tempo decks and that kind of stuff where they're, you know, two, three spells a turn to, to get that velocity. If you can't keep up, then you're just going to lose. But this goes a really long way. Well, to, in that context- Boosting that. In that context, to be able to cast a, you know, Inquisition of Kozilek and a Tarmogoyf on turn two against that deck uh, versus, you know, having to play the Goyf small, take a beating, and then then start discarding is absolutely enormous. So it really strengthens one of, one of the pillars for the longest time in modern has been Jund. And as you said, it's been lagging behind. This props it up, and I think this can really, uh, you know, make it a viable thing. And it, if Jund is good in modern, like modern's in a good spot, is generally a good, you know, barometer. So I, I like it. You know. So speaking of modern staple decks that were around for the longest time and have fallen by the wayside, we've got a full set of Jewel Land. Artifact lands. Oh, these make me cry. Are Affinity dude. coming back? <laughs> no. Is Affinity back? Because Artifact lands have been banned in modern for so long. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, these I don't are, these are the bridges. Yeah, yeah. So yep. there, there's literally ten of them, right? Yep. Is yep. it ten? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you get all the color pairs, which is amazing. They are all commons. They're all artifact lands, and they're all into the battlefield tapped, and they're all indestructible. Mm. Good, yeah. good targets for some scissors. They are, but they come into play tapped in modern. That's awful. Uh, yeah. They're great. They're great for the limited aspect of this set, and I think that's where they kind of end. Unfortunately, I know, but 
I want them I got, to be good, Cracker. I, I want know. them to be I know, good I know more than anything. I saw them. And, I went, <gasps> and, and this was like- Affinity's back on the table, yeah, boy, yeah. is it? No, it's just not. Do you know what this was? Like seeing this and, and getting excited and then actually reading the card was, you know, opening a, uh, a packet of chips and realizing that it was, you know, 75% air. That's, that's how I feel about this. It's like, well, I, I like chips- <laughs> Uh, and I like artifact lands and I like jewel lands, but these just don't. I don't like me. air. <laughs> I don't like air. I don't need um, air. I've already got air. Yeah. So, and, and that's it. I've already got jewel lands. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of affinity, I don't know if you've seen this card, Chewie, but Zabaz the Glimmer Wasp. Which yeah, is I saw a, that. A one mana, a legendary artifact creature insect. Uh, zero, zero. It has modular one, which modular is when it enters Dice. the battlefield, it gets, or it's when it. Comes into play with a counter on it. Yep. So it um, says if a, if, a, if a modular triggered ability would put one or more plus and plus on counters on a creature you control, uh, that many plus one plus and plus on counters are put on it instead. So I'm assuming this just comes up in with one trigger because it's, it does. Yeah. it's as it's entering the battlefield, it enters with the ability. So it's not then putting more. But when, when it dies, it puts its counter on... Something else? On another artifact creature. That's yeah. modular? Yeah. So mo- modular is, that's what uh, Ravager. Yeah, Ravager, yeah, Artbound worker, worker, those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't remember. Um, but this one's got pay a red, destroy target artifact you control, which is weird when you first think, uh, first hear it. Why would you want to destroy an artifact you control? But it is almost like another sack outlet for your modular creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's got uh, pay a white and uh, Zabaz gains flying till end of turn. So interesting card, maybe. I, I don't don't know. I just, just saw it before and you were mentioning Affinity, but... Yeah, uh, I, I think it puts counters on your mono Skellion. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> but I, I think what this is, is it is a an extra... It's redundancy at one mana for hardened scales. Yeah. Like, Unfortunately, the colours the, are, are wrong. Yeah, on, yeah, honestly, though, you don't you don't play it for that. Nah, probably not. Um, nah. it, it's just a, another thing that you can play in that deck to to bump it up. Uh, there might be some weird corner case where you want to you know sack your Ravager or, or something rather than using Ravager's ability if it's pithing needled or something. But I mean, if if we still had uh, Mox Opal, then you would still be able to tap for those. Those mana colors, but yeah, unfortunately, we don't. Just, oh, this is. I know how Cracker feels when we we're talking about Relic of the Genitus right now. Getting paid back, right? yeah. yeah, I wasn't trying to. Like, I, yeah. I was legitimately excited about the artifact lands. Uh, yeah. Also, like, your Jora deck's going to love them. No, I don't play white in Jora, but yeah. No, the com- the the jewel lands. Oh, the jewel lands. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I will play a red. Red, blue one in Jorah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. No no worries about that. And I will fetch it up with Trinket Mage more than once. That's fine. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, what what have you got on your list, Shorty? What's next? Uh, so, a card that I think is probably likely to see plays, uh, a card called Suspend, which yeah, is cool, like being that Suspend is a mechanic. So, this is the first time we're getting a card called Suspend. So, this is a single blue for an instant. And it says, exile target creature and put two time counters on it. If it doesn't have suspend, it gains suspend. So suspend is at the beginning of its owner's upkeep. They remove a time counter. When the last is removed, you play it uh, without paying its mana cost. And yeah, if it's a creature, it gains haste. So it's just a, I mean, it's removal in blue, which you don't often see. Uh, You know, it's it's a another take on... Oh man, why am I blanking on the cards? What's what are the single blue bounce cards called? Unsummon. Yep. Unsummon. Yeah, unsummon. Yep. And there's a what's there's Boomerang? one that got got played in uh, in modern where the its controller loses one life. Vapor snag. Vapor snag. That's the one. Uh, which I've played a lot of vapor snags in in my time. In you know your your blue red pe- prowess decks and and blue red spells decks and things like that where you just want to clear a blocker and this allows you to clear a, bo- a blocker for a few turns. So. It's uh yeah, it's pretty handy, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's a cool card. We'll, we'll probably I see can a bit of play. See this being played as a one or two of in Legacy Sneak and Show when you okay. can sneak in a creature. So one of the big things with that is you know you you play an Emrakul and off sneak attack and you bash them for fifteen, and then you kind of do nothing, and they're on five life, and then they kill you. So you can. 
but you could do it with no. you could do it with something else like a something yeah, else yeah, yeah yeah like a terastodon or something if you're uh, what's the red one where you put a card creature a card from your hand man why am i blanking on cards tonight through the breach the one that does a, a, a through the breach is the card i'm thinking of if yeah you, through through the breach a, a creature and you got to sacrifice it at the end of turn well, then you can cast this and insta- instead you suspend it for two turns and then it comes back and it's got haste again. Uh, yeah, a few, few little things like that could be cool. Yeah, there's combo potential, but there's also, you know, it's a cheap tempo yeah. removal spell as well. Yeah, yeah, the fact that it's you can do it on your own creatures just yeah gives you that flexibility again, so it's pretty cool. Uh, Cracker, you got something else? Uh, a couple of themes, I guess, more than, like there's some specific cards as well, but there's there's a lot of mill sub theme in this. I don't know if it's good enough to make mill a thing again, but there's um, fractured sanity, which is blue, blue, blue. Uh, each opponent mills fourteen cards. Uh, <laughs> and it also has cycling of one and a blue. When you cycle fractured sanity, each opponent mills four cards. So maybe I don't know. Anyway, uh, and there's an enchantment that kind of goes along with it. So there's there's a bit of a sub theme there. Um, just more of a, a limited kind of thing, I guess, if you open that jam it, because 14, 14 cards, cards out of a 40 card deck is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the other thing that I, all right, can we, can we talk about the squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on with the squirrels? There are so many squirrel cards. Um, I, I don't get it. Commander players like squirrels. Just, yep. But there's so many. <laughs> There are, and I and mean- like, but why? That's, like, put them in a commander exactly set. Like, like commander just, they're not modern cards in any way, shape, or form. Well, there's yeah, a- yeah. Don't get it. No, there's, there's, there's a squirrel empty the warrants. No, no, there's, no, there's, a, there's, there's not. There's a squirrel splinter twin combo. No, there's no- <sighs> Yes, there is. <laughs> I mean, sure. If you can get Cathar's Crusade, which is a five-mana enchantment in play- and then this the squirrel thing that lets you make infinite squ- you win. There's Congratulations. A, there's a squirrel creature that uh, when uh, when it comes or when another uh, when a creature has a plus one plus one counter on it uh, get put on it it creates a one one. And there's a four yeah, mana scurry oak. There's a four mana elf whenever- that okay. when uh, whenever a green creature enters a battlefield you put a plus one plus one counter on a creature. So it just it's just three mana into four mana infinite one one squirrels. Uh, okay, <laughs> but what? <laughs> I'm, sorry. Haste, though, I'm so. sorry. If, it, um, it's no, I'm sorry. It's a draft archetype, cracker. It's a draft archetype, and and that's fine. It's it just seems like a bit of a waste of space in a modern. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that's my main point. Like, yep. it's sweet, and if you're a huge squirrel fan, then like that's awesome. I love the the callbacks to like um, hermit druid, right? Like hermit druid is a fun card. You know, I've played yeah, that there's, a bunch. Yeah, there's muscle sliver or muscle squirrel um, yeah, as well. There's, yeah, there's squirrel sovereign and stuff. So, like, sweet, congratulations. But, like, why why are we trying to jam <laughs> this into- Like, where's my Hogak? Like, where's my truly snapped in half cards? Like, give yeah, me some of that called, in Modern grief. Horizons. I, don't, <laughs> I think I don't they learned their these. lesson from that. Yeah, I know. I'm so yeah. bored. They put in a bunch of squirrel lords, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Maybe there's, uh, maybe there's just more uh, subtlety to this set. Maybe they thought that Zeranorb would be the, the Hogak of the set, which <laughs> yeah. was banned in, in lots of things. It's still banned in Commander. Yeah. Uh, well, it's okay. got the infinite combo with uh, Fast Bond and Crucible. So It does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chewie, you've got another card on your list that you want to talk about. Oh, I, I, do. I don't think you're too happy about this card. <laughs> Sorry, say again. I'm not excited by it. No. Uh, no. I, uh, yeah, it kind of bones me, but um, <laughs> I, I, I mentioned before that there's a bunch of cards here that, hopefully bring decks from sort of the obscurity to, you know, there might be one in a room to making them more playable, right? And Obsidian Charmor, Charmor, yep, is a five-minute 4-4 four, four, flyer, flying dragon, and it costs one less for each land your opponent's control that produce colourless. And when it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-basic land that uh, player controls. So there's a deck that's been floating around for modern for a really long time, uh, the land destruction deck, the Ponza deck, and they play a bunch of ramp, a bunch of land destruction, and then jam the red titan and kill you with that. And the red titan was just kind of what they had to, uh, to, to finish the job. It, it didn't blow up lands and such. It, it 
it was a really good clock. Uh, this is a uh, a slower clock. It's a five minute four four rather than a six minute six six. But it comes so it comes down faster. But it adds to your game plan. It adds to the disruption, and it it doesn't have the same damage output as as the the Titan. But I think it's a better fit for that deck, and I, I expect. Uh, decks that are capable of casting this, maybe even mono red against Tron. Not that they need that much help, but um, perhaps Jund, uh, who traditionally have a hard time against Tron decks, and they're bringing in Forminators and such. So on turn three, instead of casting a Forminator Mage, you're casting this, getting the same effect, and a four four seems much much better. So this lifts up uh, those existing decks. There's a lot of colorless hate in this there's the two mana thing artifact that the count- void mirror yeah it counters everything that's uh played with colorless mana uh, or only colorless mana so you know what's he trying to shake up the format and perhaps remove tron as a, a pillar of the format i don't know if that will be successful they tried that with um things like rest in peace for artifact decks and such and they just still still get a run and they're, they're still uh, playable when Mox Opal's not banned. So we'll see. I think Tron's still a viable strategy. Uh, modern's so diverse, but I think this is a great include into the format. I, I really like this card. I'll, I'm going to lose to it, but <laughs> I, I, I do really like this card. I think it's great. Yep. Field of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. It seems very specific is the only thing I'd say about it. That's a sideboard card. Absolutely. Um but yeah, but it's it's for like one deck. Like in most sideboard cards, we've talked about. There's a bunch where you want like flexibility and stuff. That's like, yeah, I don't no, know. But it, uh, no, I agree with that. But if you're if you're playing it this in Ponza, you can play a, a six mana six six sure, that bolts sure. something, or you can play a five mana four four. That no, I'd play this over Monvuli Acid Moss, man. Uh, yeah, well, that, well <laughs> Acid Moss ramps you into your thing, so sure, yeah. But yeah, maybe. It, it's a uh, this is. This is a Ponza card that happens to have some anti-Tron hate, which makes it flexible and playable uh, for other red decks. Uh, that's, how, want, that's how I interpret it. Do we it. want Ponza to be good? Uh, well, like, all, who, who actually likes land destruction? Me. This is the man who's cast a bunch of Formidators. He surely does. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we can play our indestructible... Um, hey, lands, I suppose, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, and like, most modern decks have... At least a few lands that produce colorless, especially with the uh, that the horizon lands, the canopy lands, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't they produce colorless normally? Yep. So it's it's pretty likely that you're gonna be able to cast this as a four mana four four flyer that's gonna destroy a non basic land. So that's pretty good. Like, and then if it's more of a discount, even better. And then if it happens to be against the Tron deck, well, even <laughs> it's even better. So yeah, I, I don't know if it's gonna see widespread play, but decks that are fairly heavy red yeah i can definitely see them see them playing this seems pretty good yeah i i I like it the last card we might just mention i I just wanted to mention this one because i don't think we've seen this before but it's it's called ave i don't know how you say that aeve progenitor ooze it's a two green 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 for two two ooze and it has storm and i i don't think we've seen creatures with storm before i could be wrong but i couldn't remember it not that I, I can recall. I there might be know, something but... in the commander set or something. Yeah. But... So it's yeah, a creature with storm, which is cool. Uh, so it's it's normally a legendary creature, but it says Eve Eve <laughs> isn't legendary if if it's a token, and it enters a battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each other ooze you control. So you cast you know a couple of spells before you cast this in your green decks that it's probably not not that hard to do, and then you cast this and you get three or four copies of, of Eve, Ave. Uh, they all come into into play with plus and plus and counters on it for each other ooze, and, yeah, you've just uh, generated a nice big board of oozes. So. I was talking about this one last night with Reese, actually, and yep. it was worth pointing out that because it's Storm, they don't see each other all in a battlefield. They don't enter simultaneously. They're individual copies of a spell. Ah, yeah, So, okay. the first yep. one enters with nothing, and then yep. the next one enters with a plus one, plus one, the third one with plus two, plus two. So, they progressively get bigger. So, yeah, it's like okay. a ever-growing kind of army. Which kind of makes um, more sense for oozes. That tends to be how they how they work. 
Yeah, correct. As you get I mean, more the, the, they get bigger. Exactly right. But then so this, just, this one comes in last. This goes on the stack does, first. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <clears throat> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So this yeah. one is the largest, which is why it's the progenitor. It's the Yeah, yeah the right. Okay. Uh, well, maybe maybe there's a deck with like Biogenicus or something you could play with it. Footfall craters uh, and other things that have suspend, perhaps. Uh, you can mm. time it and, and have one big turn potentially. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, uh, like I'm not, I'm not on really highlighting it for it to, no, no, to it's, be it's, a. It's cool. Be a. a tier one deck or anything it's just cool it's a to cool see card, a, though. yeah and, and that's foil. something going through mo- all the hot modern horizons previews this is something that they've done quite a bit of they're taking mechanics that have been used in a specific way in the past and they're adding them onto different card types that we've never seen before and using them in different ways so that's that's really cool they're really pushing the boundaries on on those sorts of things and and this is the sort of set for them to do that stuff that's this is where yeah, they get their it's chance a really to good try space things. for that design yeah, because they're not they're not destroying a standard format. Uh, you know, it goes into modern, which is already super powerful. And then uh, if it does happen to be the next Hogak, then they just ban it anyway. So it's not the uh, the end of the world. So yeah, still a few more Modern Horizons previews to come out. The set uh, releases in about three weeks, the eighteenth of June. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, Polywaffle will probably be buying a few boxes of this, so we might get to draft this at some point or at least crack a bunch of packs, so that, that should be good fun. Uh, but, yeah, still still a few cards to, to come uh, for that set before uh, it's all out. So the uh, the last lot of previews uh, to talk about quickly for tonight is the D&D set, The Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which you guys have already spoken about most of the stuff, but I think there's just one card you wanted to highlight, Chewy, from, from that set. Yeah, um... Just, I remember when we were previewing the Nahiri, um, the Nahiri Planeswalker when that first came out and we were like, this could be really good if there was just enough support. And I, I just, there'll be that really brief window where, um, things are overlapping in standard, I believe, unless I've got my dates wrong, but, uh, it looks like we're going to get some equipment support out of this set for, you know, maybe three months where that overlaps with our, you know, the Mall of the Skyclaves and things like that. So, uh, Brunor Battlehammer is a four mana five three, decent rate. So, two generic red and a white for a legendary creature, Dwarf Warrior. Um, so it gets pumped by, uh, by Magda just quietly. Um, each creature you control gets plus two plus O for each equipment attached to it. And the, the big one is you may pay zero rather than pay the equipped cost of the first equip ability you activate each turn. So uh, this is going to uh, enable some of the expensive equip costs in uh, in standard, probably historic, and definitely commander, uh, where people are going to want to put like World Slayer on things and, and stuff like that. So um, I, I, this is a cool card. I don't think it's going to be format-defining or anything. It's definitely going to go in, uh, in my red-white equipment commander deck, but... I, I'm just highlighting this card as a, uh, a, a bit of a preview for things to come in the, uh, in the D&D set. We've already seen Vorpal Sword. Uh, I expect there to be a bit of an equipment theme, which, you know, something I've always enjoyed. I like equipment and it's going to be a, uh, a return to the aggressive things for Lawhold, which we saw as slight departure from. Uh, with the uh, the last set, so yeah. All right, who are you and what have you done with Chewy? Warhold, <laughs> get out of here for Boros. It's a return. It's a return to <sighs> Boros from Warhold. Oh right. Yeah, yes. this is a very Boros card, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. All right, all right. Yeah. So the yeah the D and D set it it doesn't release for nearly another two months. Twenty third of July. So. We've just got a few random random previews from that one and we'll obviously talk about those as we, we get close to the date. So we'll leave that there for now. Um, the last thing we wanted to mention before we do a bit of an update on our league is there is the Strixhaven Set Championship, which is effectively like the, the current Pro Tour whatever thing that we have at the moment. It's coming up next weekend, so June the 4th to the 6th. It'll be the same as it has the last few times standard and historic two two days of uh swiss and then top eight on the the following day 
one big thing that's going to be changing on this is is the historic anthology set will be legal for it as, as it's coming out today. So, uh, yeah, it'll be sort of our first chance to have a good look at the new historic format, see if there's anything that's changed, uh, especially with the banning of Tharsis Oracle, as we spoke about uh, previously. So, yeah, if you're interested in historic, that'll be definitely something to check out. There's 250 grand on the line, as there usually is for these things. And, uh, yeah, lots of high-level magic being played. So keep an eye out for that uh, in just over a week's time. So last thing is the league update. So the league, this, our Strixhaven league that's been uh, going for four weeks now, the group stage will be finishing up this Friday night. So we're recording this Thursday night. So tomorrow night, group stage is all done. How are your groups looking, Cracker? I know uh, your group, I think you're done all and done, dusted. all finished. Yeah, we're finished. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, uh, how how did your group go? Uh, my group was really good. They all absolutely crushed me, uh, <laughs> basically. What, what was your final record? Uh, look, this doesn't really matter. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. We don't have to worry about the wooden spoon prize for my group. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we've got we've got some staple names in in uh, in Group Cracker making their way to the top four, which is pretty cool. So J Mud, Child Ribble Walker, Yan Ray, and James. Um, Moises, Mo- I think Moises, it is. I think it is. Moises, yeah, he just uh, changed prof- it. Which professor, was, uh, the professor is what I knew it as. The professor went eleven and one, so uh, dominant, absolutely yeah. crushed it. Um, and and finished really early as well. So congratulations for uh winning out in the the top of Group Cracker. Um, some good names there. Looking forward to seeing how they all do. Yeah, some of the some of the old regulars finally yeah. getting their their way back in there. Hopefully they can. Uh, do a bit bit better than they have in the last couple, and yeah, they're they're all earning those all important invitational points. So, making their way towards the uh, the beans envy at the end of the year. How's uh, your group going, Chewy? I think you're you've still got a few a couple still of a couple outstanding. We had uh, we had a couple of stragglers that are actually there's some matches going on as we are recording, which is great. So they'll get caught up and. Um, a bit different to Cracker with the uh, the familiar names. We've got some new ones uh, up in the uh, up in the top. So not necessarily new people to our leagues, but new to finals contention. So we've got uh, Beefcake and Tanker, uh, fellow streamer, are pretty well locked, and the battle for third and fourth is on. Like it is real. So uh, Asbestos Mule, Wungasith. Uh, are still in contention with uh, Jedi's Walker, Mason Edis, and Q-Ball, sitting on seven <laughs> and four, currently yeah, in third. Let's go, so, so, look, I, I don't want to play favourites, but I would love to see Q-Ball uh, hold his spot and uh, and make it through to the finals. It would be really fun to do some coverage on um, on Q's. Uh, we've yeah. known Q for a long time, and we've uh, he's into magic kind of because of us it's our fault so it's great to see him do well <laughs> well massive improvement for cue ball he's uh, he's uh, won i guess inverted commas uh wooden spoon prizes a, a few leagues in a row i think so he's uh he's certainly turned it around i've seen him posting a few things in the discord that he's been playing a lot of limited and, and getting a few seven wins so certainly working on those skills and it's showing got him now, hooked. So. hooked yeah hopefully we he can hang on and uh yeah, keep that uh, that spot in but the finals. But there's some so. good players knocking on the door as well, though. So it's a uh, it's 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 a close thing. So over the next 24 hours, we'll be uh, we're watching that with great interest. There's all the almost like mini finals happening already in group. Yeah, two, yeah. So. yeah, It's always exciting at the that. What's <laughs> it's exciting and also annoying. Cause I I like to have things all wrapped up nice and early, so we're all clear and done and dusted. But uh, unfortunately, that doesn't suit everybody. There's no drama so. in that, Shorty. There's no, no drama. It's all about the <laughs> yeah. story building. It's all about the like nine p.m. with the ten p.m. cutoff, still hounding people to to finish their matches. Yeah, that's that's good fun. Uh, in in Stu's group, the Stu's group got off to a flying start. Like we literally had after we did the league draw, Pjor and Rolling Royce played their grudge match straight away as soon as the the league draw was yeah, done. But it was uh, actually a really good match to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, unfortunately, Rolling Royce has managed to uh, knock himself out of contention, and he's not going to be finishing in the top four, and pretty likely to not even get an envy point, which is uh, not not too good for for Rolling Royce. But Pjor continued his insane run of uh, of skill and and 
displays of awesome magic play and is currently sitting in second. I'm pretty sure locked locked in that position. So we've got K-pop fanboy on top with a, a ten and one record, and then Pjor with nine and two in second. And I believe the next two Yanli and, and Autolycus are uh, locked in for for third and fourth. There uh, there is still a couple of matches to go, but I believe the tiebreakers are such that uh, those positions aren't going to change. So. Well done to uh, to those in Group Stew, and I just want to shout out people like like Dark Flame Ash from uh, uh, Stew's group, and and also Cat Gamer, who like Dark Flame Ash has gone zero and eleven, which is never good. I mean, <laughs> you and I, Chewie, have both been to tournaments where <laughs> we've not won a single single round, but we've got a whole evergreen episode on tilting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I uh, definitely would at that point. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty close to that record myself, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, 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 but. Like well done on them continuing to play yes. out their matches and and get they are like, better shows, humans than I. <laughs> yeah, shows the the good spirit that we have in our community and that people actually want to want to play their matches and have fun. So well done to to those people and uh, yeah, good job. Uh, in my group in in group shorty, I believe we're all locked up now for my top four. So we've got uh, Skips J on top. And then Arcturus, a uh, another newbie to the finals, which is uh, Stu's brother. So he's uh, he's pretty excited to be uh, in the finals. Uh, I'm currently sitting in third, uh, and obviously I'll be dropping out. And then we've got Thor is Chris Hemsworth in fourth, and then the AV cable of Tom D sitting in fifth. So those two guys will jump up a spot. Uh, there's still a couple of matches to go, and I still have to play Polywaffle. So there's... There is actually some beans points on on the uh, on the line here. If if Polywaffle can continue and and win a couple more matches and then beat me, he may uh, knock me off of my spot. But uh, yeah, we're we're pretty close to being locked up in all our groups, and yeah, we'll be kicking off the final stage. We've got we'll be doing the same structure as we did on the last one: two weeks of double elimination, so a top sixteen double elimination. They'll be playing their matches until there's only eight players remaining. And then we'll be pausing for a week, uh, so then we can get ready for our final stream. So on Saturday, the nineteenth of June, we'll be doing our top eight final stream. So finishing off that double elimination bracket, and then we'll be working out who the winner of the league is and who gets that invitation straight to the Magic Beans Invitational. So it should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Hope you guys are too. Absolutely, be always a good stream. Yep, and uh, yeah, and then we'll be we'll probably be running another. Historic event in the next few weeks and then kicking off the D&D League once that releases. So good fun, lots of, uh, of awesome things coming up. So yeah, if you want to get in on these events, we, we say this each and every week, the easiest way and the best way to get in on those things is to come and join us in our Discord. So the, the link for that is always in the show notes. Come and join the awesome community and then that way you'll be notified when we, uh, we run these events so you can join them. If you want to show us some support directly, you can buy some sweet Magic Beans gear from the merch store. Uh, there's t-shirts and hoodies, all those sorts of things. Again, link is in the show notes. You can show some support to our awesome sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, by checking out their daily auctions on Facebook. Just search for Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar and you'll find the group. Uh, if you want to find us, we are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all those places. Search for Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast and you'll find us there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's going to do us for this week. Thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time. Bye.